Welcome. I'm Barbara Call, Senior Director of Content Strategy and Operations with CIO Marketing Services. Welcome to Episode 2 of CIOs, the new Rising Rockstar podcast, brought to you by CIO.com and sponsored by Accenture. Today, we'll be talking about how to nurture a tech-savvy board of directors and why it's essential. Today, technology underpins almost every single strategic business development. Understanding the upsides of technology as well as potential risks is table stakes for any savvy business leader. And in today's digital economy, that expertise must extend to the board of directors. The good news? Today's CIOs are in a unique position to help educate their boards on the basics, the benefits, and the risks associated with technology. I'm joined today by Greg Douglas, who leads Accenture's technology strategy and advisory business. Welcome, Greg. Nice to talk with you again. Well, thank you, Barbara. It's a pleasure to be here again. And I am very excited about today's topic. There is so much conversation happening around the impact of technology and cybersecurity uh, to companies, but in particular, how board of directors should address it. So we're going to have an interesting dialogue today, and I'm really thrilled with today's guest as well. Awesome. And today's guest is Jeannie Diefendeifer. Jeannie is CEO of the Higher Ambition Leadership Alliance, a nonprofit community formed by and designed for CEOs. During her 28-year career at Verizon Communications, Jeannie was a visionary advocate for change, leading both technical and operational organizations. Jeannie also serves on the board of Digital Bridge, the board of Earth Solutions, the board of the NACD New Jersey chapter, and she serves as a trustee of Olin College of Engineering. Welcome Jeannie, nice to have you. Thank you so much, Barbara and Greg. It's a pleasure to have this conversation with you. And as I said, this is a real hot topic in my mind and something I care deeply about. So I'm really excited and looking forward to this discussion. So across all industries, organizations are embracing digital transformation, but many are struggling with the consequences. Technology holds enormous potential for driving innovation and growth, but at the same time, there's risk associated with any technologies. So Greg, my first question is for you. Why is it so essential that the board understands technology in terms of their obligation to the business? Well, as you talk about an obligation to the business, the board of directors have been never more so in the forefront of making critical decisions about what happens with digital transformation inside of the organization. They're being asked to approve large expenditures uh, related to technology and including cloud expenditures. They're being asked to review critical new products and services going to market and the impact that technology is going to have on those. And they wanna know how much this technology will be able to impact those new products and services. And in particular, they're really interested in cybersecurity, and we'll touch on that a bit today, and how the company is managing their infrastructure, managing their assets to protect their their critical information, their critical data, and more importantly, customer data as well. You know, the kinds of decisions that boards have to deal with uh, are new, and uh, things like a cloud vendor's data privacy policies, are they adequate? With a move to cloud, you've got to review those and make sure from a risk perspective that you've got that covered. Uh, Many of the companies today are are dealing with complex machine learning techniques. And are those, can those be adequately explained to regulators if the industry you're in has a regulatory body overseeing it? And then last but certainly not least, is enough being done to ensure that the AI algorithms that the IT and CIIT organization and CIO are implementing are not based on biased data. So these are the kinds of things that boards need to be aware of and need to be savvy about. Jeannie, how about you? What are you seeing? 
Well, um, I think depending on each board and depending on the skills and backgrounds of the board as a body, it really depends on where you are on that maturity cycle, I would say. I have heard often that boards need to have a tech savvy sort of group of people. And sometimes I think um, that word tech savvy or the phrase tech savvy has a tendency to make boards think about their skill set as something that they should have a functional domain expertise. And my observation is that effective boards who oversee both technology implementation, as well as looking through the lens of cybersecurity concerns, it's actually best practice in my mind when you have the entire board who cares about being technology aware and bringing their each of the person's functional expertise to the table and looking through the lens of their background in the way the company deploys technology and the way the company protects its most precious crown jewels data. And I think that way you have the right collection of board members who are as a team looking out for the company's assets. You know, Jeannie, we uh, recently did some survey of the banking industry, and we found that only one in 10 banking directors had a direct tie to a technology or innovation background. And even more so, almost one third of the banks that we reviewed didn't have any board member with a technology background. And so when you see that, to your point, uh, they really need to raise the overall technology quotient or TQ of the entire board, uh, board of directors overall. But one of the questions we get asked a lot, and I'm curious as to your opinion is, should they form a tech committee? Obviously you have an audit committee, a compensation committee, uh, sometimes a risk committee. Uh, we get asked all the time, should we form a technology committee to address the issues that uh, I talked about at the beginning and you alluded to there? What's your opinion on that? This is a great question, Greg. And a company can certainly have a tech committee of the board, but I would say that it depends on the collection of skills and backgrounds that the board has. So this, this is gonna sound counterintuitive, but I'm gonna say it. And that is actually, if you have a group of people on the board who bring to the table some semblance of a technology background, it may be actually beneficial to have a tech committee who actually go deeper into the technology issues of, for example, a bank. Um, but if you have a board that has a wide range of skill sets, so some techies and some non-techies, um, I actually think it's better to make the entire board elevate their knowledge level and education level and make them technology aware and apply those knowledge bases to the way the bank serves its customers. So you're always looking through the lens of how is that impacting the end user or the client of the business? All right, great. So Jeannie, my next question is for you. What about the cyber risks associated with using technology? How savvy should the board be in this regard? So again, in the same theme, Barbara, what I would say is rather than having one or even two people on the board who come with a very deep cyber expertise, what I would ask board members to think about is actually 
think about how cyber attacks or bad actor influences can have an adverse impact on the most critical assets of the company that you're overseeing. So in terms of cyber, I would say the risk is actually around how are you operating as a business and where are those points in the entire food chain, so to speak, in the way you operate as a company, are the points that could be dangerous for any bad actors to insert themselves and create havoc, which means every board member, regardless of their cyber expertise or not, they bring their expertise to the table to say, in my background, when I was running X, Y, or Z, the places where I saw some of the dangers of insertion of bad actor data are these places in the food chain or the supply chain or the way we develop products and whatnot. So to me, the value of having board members who bring their entire collection of business experience and their expertise is to take a look at the entire operations of the business, but apply the danger points where bad intention people could come in and actually steal your most precious assets, right? Often these are customer information or CPIs or things like that, that you can actually provide your insights to the management team and particularly CIOs. So they have the ability to think about that issue outside of their immediate business, right? Because that's the beauty of boards. We bring experience from different industries, different companies, and different customer sets. So I think that's sort of the value add. All right, great. Thank you. So Greg, I have another question for you. How should CIOs work with the CSO or the other security execs to develop both that technology and cyber savviness on the board? Well, this is a great question, tying back to what uh, Jeannie just, just said a minute ago. You know, board of directors obviously represent many different industries and many different functional backgrounds. And so one of the things we like to encourage CIOs and CISOs to do is have an outside in and an inside out perspective on technology and cyber risks. So by that, I mean outside in is what are the trends happening in the broader technology domain that could potentially impact the company? And again, one of the comments we get all the time today is around the metaverse. And so how should the board be educated on the possibilities of the metaverse for that company's business? That's a great learning exercise. It's a great opportunity for CIOs to come present. Similarly, what are the threats that we're seeing from a cybersecurity standpoint that the CISO will want to want to make sure that they understand and they're aware of? So we always encourage CIOs and CISOs to collaborate together, to put together an ongoing curriculum of learning, both in person and, of course, uh, through sending uh, materials to them through email, et cetera, to get them educated on the outside-in perspective. But then conversely, it's really important that the board has an understanding of the technology and the initiatives happening inside the company and the impact that that could have outwardly. So if you are, as I mentioned earlier, if your business is highly reliant on automation or if you're aggressively moving to AI, you need to make sure and educate the board on what that could mean from a risk perspective to the company and making sure that the algorithms you use are valid, making sure that the data you use is sourced appropriately, et cetera. So uh, there's really a dual path responsibility here and uh, it requires an ongoing learning curriculum uh, for CIOs and CISOs to provide to the board and conversely for the board to dedicate the time 
to that learning. All right, great stuff, thank you. Before we continue our conversation, here's a short message from our sponsor. Welcome back. We've been talking about the role of the CIO in helping nurture the technology and cybersecurity savviness of a board of directors and why it's so essential. Let's move on to some practical advice for our listeners. Greg, how do CIOs get there? I read your recent blog on this topic. You had a list of approaches that organizations can take to boosting technology expertise. What are the things that you're actually seeing CIOs do? Well, as the title of our podcast series will tell you, we believe that CIOs are the new corporate rock stars. And if you run with that analogy, uh, rock stars have a huge following. Uh, everybody knows who they are. They follow them. They want to be, be with them. And so one of the things that we're actually encouraging CIOs to do is to connect and network and make recommendations of potential board members who have technology backgrounds, who have digital backgrounds. CIOs are generally very well networked and they know who these individuals are. They may have worked with them in the previous previous companies. And so one of the things you can do as a CIO is to make sure that you're recommending potential new board of directors as they turn over on a semi-regular basis. The other thing I think you need to do is put together a TQ curriculum, as I referred to, a technology quotient curriculum, raise the overall TQ of the board of directors on a regular basis. And that is an important uh, important dimension of any BOD's learning curriculum. The next thing I think that you should be able to do as a CIO is you should be able to spend some time actually showcasing the technology to the board. I know board time is very precious, but one of the things we found very advantageous is to sometimes bring the board into see the actual technology at work. So how is is the new digital funnel you're just creating actually working? Give them demos, give them an opportunity to maybe go visit a center where the technology is in action and give that hands-on experience. A lot of people learn in different ways and sometimes that visual hands-on experience can be a great way to do it. So don't bore them with PowerPoint, bore bore them with live action video or in in cases now with COVID, being able to actually get out and see things in person. So I would encourage the CIOs to be very aggressive in that. So Jeannie, uh, I'm sure you have some thoughts on this as well. Uh, You have been around CIOs your entire career. Uh, What are you seeing or maybe not seeing? Oh man, I have tons of thoughts about this. Um, so I'll, I'll uh, distill it down, Greg. So I all have always found CIOs, I agree they're rock stars, and that they have so much um, knowledge and experience to actually educate the board about why it's important. And I always, I still feel that um, we're missing a bit of translation between the brilliant technology expertise that CIOs bring to the table and their ability to translate that to what it means to run a business and what does it mean to be a great board member uh, for their future board member career, right? And I sometimes feel like the boards are a body that the management feels like they need to manage versus a body that they can partner as true equal partners to not only educate Greg to your point, 
about all the important trends, um, sort of future things that's gonna happen in the next five to 10 years. What are they seeing in AI um, and metaverse and all that great stuff that's happening out there. But what does it actually mean for the end user and the end client? Because everybody everywhere are a consumer of one thing or another. And therefore, when you do that translation, it's so easy to ingest and digest that information and make it meaningful for people. So I always value CIOs who have this beautiful ability to translate their technical expertise into language and use cases that non-technical folks can understand and apply. And I'm a huge fan of use cases. So whenever wonderful technical people used to come to me and try to tell me what a great widget they have, software, hardware, and everything in between, I used to always ask them, please tell me two use cases in real life where that technical product or service can really make an impact in the way we serve our customers. It really brings it back home and people can learn best when we know in real life how it plays out. All right. Thank you both. Great stuff. So Jeannie, any final words of advice for CIOs, those rising corporate rock stars or their colleagues? I would say that you have become a CIO because of your functional expertise, but equally because you have the ability and the demonstrated uh, acumen of leading people, which means you are a business leader and boards need holistic, well-rounded business leaders with a CIO background, you bring that technical uh, expertise to the fold with your leadership ability as a business who can strategically apply your skill set to everything that the business is facing and absolutely looking into the future, which is 100% what board should be focused on. So I would say focus on your functional expertise. But do not forget about the fact that you need to look at the world as a board member through the business lens and always matching it to the business strategy. So if, if you do that and you continue to learn on the currency of what's happening in technology, you will get on many boards. All right, great. Great advice. Thank you. And Greg, any advice for board members who are struggling with technology or security? Well, maybe have an answer to this in two two ways. Uh, if you're a board member that's struggling with technology or understanding the cybersecurity risks, you obviously need to get close to the CTO, CIO, or or CISO of your company. But one of the things I always encourage CIOs to do themselves and board members to do as well is to form a community. You have a number of technology partners uh, and service providers that are helping serve your company. Ask them to come in and present what they see. Uh, offer them up as, a, as an ear for the board member to be able to just talk to them. So if you're working with uh, two or three cloud providers, if you're working with one or two systems integrators or professional services firms, if you're working with a data firm, ask their executives to maybe spend a few minutes with that board member and just give them an opportunity to ask questions and bring different perspectives to the table. 
you know, we see sometimes everybody feels like they have to have all of the answers. And of course, none of us do. And so bringing a wider community together for board members to be able to lean on people and, and have a friend to call, if you will, when they have questions is a really important thing to do. Also, uh, conversely, it's important for CIOs to continue to build that network and ask them what they think. And I would say maybe my final comment here is that I'd love to see more CIOs become board of directors. I think it's a great opportunity with the need that I talked about in the beginning with the boards having such being such underrepresented with technology and digital skills. If you're a CIO and you want to become a corporate rock star, this is a great opportunity for you as you uh, maybe exit your, your career to join a board of directors and, and demonstrate all the uh, lessons learned that you've acquired over the years. So good luck with that. I hope, hope to see more CIOs sitting on boards in the coming year. That's great stuff. Jeannie, what are your thoughts? How can the CIO position themselves for that kind of opportunity? Honestly, I couldn't agree with Greg more. And what I would say is every company is a technology company. And every company's board needs a CIO on their board because companies who enable their services and products and serving their customers enabled by technology and that expertise and filter through that lens is so critical for their success. And CIOs bring that unique skill set to the boardroom. And I agree with Greg, I hope to see many more CIOs on board. All right. Thank you both. This has been a great discussion. Thank you again to my guests, Greg Douglas from Accenture and Jeannie Diefendeifer from the Higher Ambition Leadership Alliance. And thanks to you, our listeners, for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this second episode in the CIO's The New Rising Rockstar podcast, brought to you by CIO.com and sponsored by Accenture. I encourage you to tune in for episode three, where we'll explore speaking the new C-suite language, measuring IT value. And if you missed episode one, you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. For more information, be sure to visit www.accenture.com. For CIO and Accenture, I'm Barbara Hall. This podcast is produced by IDG Communications Incorporated, doing businesses foundry in association with our sponsor, Accenture.